to the Subjective Comedy Podcast with Brad Scott. Brad Scott is a mediocre comedian from Indianapolis. This is his show. If you don't think it's funny, remember, comedy is subjective. We're downloading the premiere episode of The Showdown. And uh, we... The Showdown! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, yeah, thank you. Afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is another episode of WrestleMania, your father's favorite podcast, and your mom hates it. The My Way Podcast with Brad and Corey. Welcome to the sequel machine. The Brad Scott experience. Brad Scott's redemption. Brad Scott live. Subjective comedy starts right now. Do me a favor. If you do, if you guys do want to hit the stretch course tonight, just be careful. Don't upset. You wouldn't like this. Please. Oh, I wouldn't. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> that's that Bruce Banner. Welcome to Subjective Comedy. I'm Brad Scott. I'm joined by producer Kirk Brittany Smith. And we also are joined by Isaac Outland. He is a comedian the Indianapolis area here that I met a few weeks ago at an open mic, and he had a crazy story. I know the story was crazy because I only remembered it as the cousin fucking story, but it's not what you think. So, Isaac, I guess give us the background we need, and I, just tell us this crazy-ass story. Yeah, so I was engaged at 19 years old. Uh, I'm 21 now. Uh, we. How long had you... So we got engaged... Uh, how old was was the fiance? So she was so she was twenty one at the time. Little, an older lady. Yeah. All right, a cougar. So had you guys known each other for a while? Yeah. So we had been dating for two years. Okay. Uh, prior to the engagement, and even before then, we had known Wait, each other. So she years. was. Uh, you were seventeen. She was nineteen when you met. I I came on to I we met well before then, but I we it's consensual. She I promise. She is a predator. No. No, absolutely not. We need to get this woman off the streets. All right, go ahead. So you guys met two years later. You're in love, and you propose. How did you propose? Oh, no. Okay, I was hoping this wasn't part of the story. But, yeah, no, it was the <laughs> single worst proposal anyone could ever do. Um, I was, in theory, I was going to take her to a really nice restaurant up north. Not a great start oh, when it starts north. with in theory. Up north, like Canada or? No, like Carmel. Northern okay. Indianapolis. Yeah. So we were going to go, we were going there, um, and it was going, it was like going to go there and then go to, uh, yeah, we were going to go to the, uh, um, I was going to go back to where we where we actually like started dating, which was the state fair. I was mm-hmm. hoping to get state fair tickets uh, and then propose to her on top of the Ferris wheel, which is like where we had our first kiss as a couple. So I was going to be damn cute. OK. The problem is she saw the ring when we got in the car. Where was the ring? The ring was like in my pocket. Which pocket? 
my right jacket pocket. What kind of a jacket? This is so specific. I, because it's the details matter, Isaac. What kind of a fucking jacket? Don't dodge the I, question. It was similar to the one I'm wearing now. Okay, uh, fair enough. No, no, fair enough. So just say, yeah, windbreaker-type jacket. Um, by the way, ring? I appreciate you pointing out to the audience of this audio medium when I say, what kind of jacket? And you say, look the one I'm wearing now. So... <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I don't know what that oh, is. Oh, is it a yeah. fur coat? Is it a raincoat? It's it yeah. So like, a, it's like a, a it's a windbreaker jacket. jacket. Yeah. More it, importantly, like, what kind of ring was it? Uh, so the ring, like uh, not one like you know that you had in your lap or something else. Uh, no, it was a. She, I think she still has it. It is a gold ring. Uh, and it has a bunch of, like, smaller diamonds on it. Okay, so, yeah, that question was to set up his idiotic joke that you didn't even catch, Isaac. Um, nope. And we're not going to punish the audience by taking it back through. So the ring is in your pocket. Would you say in the pocket? Is that pocket have a zipper? No. Velcro? No. Um, is the pocket deep? The pocket's relatively deep, yeah. So, so how, my friend, if the ring is in the pocket, how did she see it? Because it's in a box, and she saw the box and said, "How big is the box?" I mean, it's a ring box. I mean, you know, probably about like two by two, I inches wise. So I, just a normal. So like when you see in movies and TV shows when they yeah. open the ring box, it's one of those. Pretty much. What? How tight of a jacket was this? If the pocket couldn't protect, if it's a deep pocket, it should have been able to protect the integrity of that. You didn't have anything else in the pocket. Box. Uh. No, I did not have anything else in the pocket. I was not hard, if that's what you're asking. No, that's not what I was asking. I was asking if you had Wait, stuff in the pocket to push the ring out. No, but did you – I mean, that's not, that's not a bad question. Did you have – so it was the only thing in the pocket? Is that why it stuck yeah. out she noticed? Yeah, she like – Why did you put it in a visible spot where you knew if it bulged out she was going to see it? You had – how many other – did you have a – a knapsack or a backpack with you? No, I don't have a knapsack or a backpack. Did the with jacket me. have an inside pocket? I'm gonna confess. I think it was actually my pants pocket. Now that I think about it. What and kind of pants? Pants. Uh, it, oh, it was like yellow, like similar to jeans, like yellow jeans type. Yellow similar to jeans. That helpful? Is that is that what yes. you want? Is yes, that? it's what I want. I want the truth. No. Uh, so she, still she sees yes. the ring. Somehow. Yeah. So um, she sees the ring and says, what's going on? Like, what is that? And I say, well, screw it. We're in the car. She's, like, putting on her makeup. I say, hey, do you want to marry me? And she, like – Wait, wait. Hold second. on. I say, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. So oh, when yeah. she sees the – wait. How does she let you know she sees the ring? She, like, look. She sees the box, right? She sees the box. And okay, what she say? And she says – like, she says, what is that? Is that a ring box? And, and what did you say? And I said, well. Oh, I my <laughs> God. <laughs> You're such a nice person that I feel like you can't lie for shit. I, here's the problem. I totally can't. If I want to, I totally can't. Really, Isaac? Because the evidence we have is oh. you're well. That's not a great lie. So what no. did you say? What followed well? I, I did. Event I said, well. Yes, I, I didn't lie then. Under pressure in a random moment like that where it's a proposal, yeah, obviously lying is going to be very difficult. No, 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 it's not. You know why? Because here's the, here's what you didn't consider, okay? So when she says, what's that? Is that a ring box? When you say, 
well and then follow it up by saying yes, you now have to explain why you have the ring box, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, when she says, is that, what is that? Is that a ring box? And you just say, nope. She may stop asking. You know why? Because maybe, Isaac, she goes, oh, shit, I may have just fucked something up. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give him another shot. Oh, my fault. Or maybe she says, well, what is it? You've bought yourself some time. Listen, so that's, that didn't occur to 19-year-old me. Okay, so she says, you say, well, and then you just tell her it's a ring. I, yeah, I say, well, yes, do you want to marry me? And I propose in my car. And you said she was doing makeup. Or like she was like finishing something up. So she's car. like, hold on, because now I just, I have the, it's in my head of her. She's got like the visor down with the mirror part. She's got the eye thing, and she's just like, is that a ring? Yeah, is that a ring box? And then as she's, uh, you know, adding whatever they call a blush to her eyes, uh, Isaac just goes, yeah, you want to get married? You can even let her get dolled up first. Maybe she wasn't ready yeah, to Yeah, you can even to. let her finish putting on her makeup. Maybe she wanted to be I, like pretty when she, you know, heard your proposal. She was already pretty without the makeup. There you right? go. Smart play, smart play, Isaac. You can hear that, ladies and gentlemen. This is a man that knows how to say the right thing. Let's see if it pays off for him in any way. So, no. you guys get engaged. Yeah. Um, what did your What did your family and friends think about it? Uh. My parents, like, my parents are very supportive of pretty much anything I do. You said you knew each other. Hold on. You said you knew each other for two years. How long had you been dating? Well, no. We dated for two years. And prior to that, we had known each other for another two years. We met in school. You were 19 when you got engaged? Yeah. Yeah. She met you you when you were 15. Yeah. That's when we met originally. Nice. Uh, So... Fast forward. What do you? What is? What again? What does your friends and family think? Yeah, uh, my parents are very supportive of pretty much anything I do. Uh, so they were pretty. They were surprised, and they're like, "Wow, that's a little early." Uh, they themselves got engaged after two months, so I kind of threw that back at them, and so they were like, "Fair enough, fair enough." How old were they though? They were a little older, like twenty and twenty-two. Okay. I I had a similar conversation with my mom one time, but it wasn't, hey, mom, I got married unexpectedly. It was, hey, mom, I have a six-month-old child, <laughs> and there's science to prove it. So what about her family? Uh, Did you know them? That's a story in itself. So she, without getting too much into detail, she was raised mostly by her grandparents. Uh, okay. And okay, why? Why? Her mom had passed, okay, and her dad was not fit to Fair. take care of her. Um, and so she and her siblings moved in with her grandparents. Okay. Uh, How old were they when they moved in with them? I think she was thirteen or like thirteen. Okay. And then so, yeah, again, so did you, you got to know her family? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Um, were they nearby? Yeah, they like were her grandparents. Did you know yeah. about the people that she would be telling about this engagement? I how did they feel about you? They they loved me. They loved me. Um, okay. So I everybody's happy about this engagement. Yeah. What about her? They still love her. 
Yeah. Okay. Generally, yeah. So then you guys are engaged. How when's the wedding? Oh, the w- we both knew that like hey, we're in college now. Like we're both in college, so we're going to like put off the wedding until after we graduate college. Mm-hmm. And, you know, make sure that happens first. But we were just like, you know, young adults. Yeah, and the point was like, oh, engagement is a sign of Hey, we love each other. We want. It's like to a promise ring. Right, exactly. There's no legal commitment to it, but it wards off intruders and that, lets someone know that you're you're committed to each other. That was kind of exactly the point. Was yeah, there is no legal binding, but it's mm-hmm. a proclamation of how much we love each other. Do you think the ring was the first like accessory that we came up with to symbolize marriage? Like, was there a hat? their marriage hat that people are like where's your hat what do you mean honey why aren't you wearing your hat scarves was that it are you being serious no you son of a fucking bitch what about you isaac are you aware of any other accessories they tried out oh i mean wedding rings as a concept have only been around since the early 1900s and they're propagated by the diamond industry. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the whole thing of it. Well, but we all know, like, okay, so obviously, like, cavemen weren't going to uh, Jared's. But, like, I imagine they had their own version of the of a ring, you know. I'm sure their, um, you know, I'm sure their, their jewelers at the time were carving, you know, circles out, this, out of stone and putting them on people's fingers to let it signify to the rest of the tribe that they were spoken for there we go yeah perk yeah perk finally figured out how to find ways so you you found where you easily found where it says uh were there any uh did we use anything besides rings to symbolize marriage yeah give me a clothing hairstyle accessories like scarves Jewelry, tattoos. What? Hairstyle? Hairstyle. I'm going to get a mohawk, and that is going to symbolize my love for the other person with the mohawk. I think it's probably more simple than just something like bangs. It would suck if, like... Because you have someone you're banging regularly. Well, it would, be, it would suck if being single was, like, you know, being bald. Then everybody's like, no, no, I just naturally went... I'm naturally single, you know? It's like, uh... Uh, apparently, the, apparently for men, the Amish beards are symbols of marrying. That makes sense. So it's basically just people letting themselves go. Okay. All right. So you guys are together. Both families are happy. Um, you knew you were going to tr- get through college. Yep. Right? Well. So what happens next? Uh, what happens is a few months of... You know, good grace period. Uh, and then... Of being engaged. Yeah. Um, and really, I w- I have talked to her about this. We, we think that we would still be together if not for a very particular event. Okay. Well, hold on now. So, because we, ju- we just went into the backstory of Zach and Kelly, Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> of these, you know, these spanning, what, four years of... Of connections, and you just said, as we got into your engagement, so a few months, it was fine. 
then something happened that changed everything. So it was a few months. We were engaged for only a few months before the thing happened. We were also engaged for a few months after, to be clear. Um, but Engaged a few months before the event, mm-hmm. and then you were engaged a few months after the event. Right. We were engaged for a total of about nine months. Uh, and we had been together for two years before that. So she lived in her apartment, and I lived with my family, and my best friend had also moved in with us. Okay. Uh, and my best friend didn't like the fact that I was how much time I was splitting between him and her. Mm-hmm. Uh, he felt like he was losing his best friend a little bit to her, so it probably had some resentment towards. Yeah. Him. Um. So they had not gotten along for a long time, despite best efforts. But um, all of a sudden, like they started getting along really well, and it was great. Um, everything looked really, really good. And so how? This is how many months after the engagement? So this is like three months in. When you notice that they're starting to get along really well. Yeah. Okay. So all of a sudden, three months into the engagement, your best friend and your fiance, who had almost had like the, you know, sibling rivalry towards your attention, now suddenly seem to be very chummy. Yeah. And there, there didn't seem to be any reason. You guys hadn't taken a trip together where they could have maybe bonded or anything well we had done like several attempts like that okay um, so it was more of a gradual thing or just kind of all of a sudden yeah you know it was kind of both like it was very it started as gradual but it definitely went from like 30 or 40 to 100 so initially though you probably are just thinking these you know hanging out us all hanging out together is working they're becoming friends yeah absolutely and it's going like i'm really happy about everyone's really happy about it um and then there was a particular day. What's where the, is this? Are we are we at the event? Yeah. Okay. So there's a particular day. I, this is three months into the engagement. Yeah. I, I think I go to work or I'm out of the house for one reason or another, and they out of your the house that you live at with your family. Yes. So I'm out of the house. I'm at work. I think where your best friend also lives. Yes. And they this they have started hanging out just them two, which is great because they finally get along. Really when well. did that start? That started probably a month prior. So, okay, two months into your engagement. Now, when you say, hey, I'm going to work, they, you know, if they're, they're buddy, watching buddy TV, enough. they're yeah. still watching TV. Yeah, it, and it's not it's not an always thing, but it's like, oh, if we're all together, I can mm-hmm. leave and they can, like, not hate each other. Yeah, That's, you don't have to worry about leaving and causing, causing some sort of, like, not being able to be a buffer zone in case things go right wrong. They never really fought. It was just kind of a resentment thing. Yeah. Um, but so they went to the gym together cause they liked exercising and I don't. Um, but so they went to the gym together after they got back, uh, he, they were like, okay, we need to take showers. He went in. Okay. Wait, 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 yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This day they went to the gym together. Yep. Okay. Something you, that they'd, they'd done before. You left your house. Yeah. When? Uh, just that uh, morning. Yeah. And you were supposed to be gone all day. I, I was going to get – I got back in, like, the afternoon, but, like, after they had already – So, okay, back. so when they got back from the – when they got back from the gym – So they go to the gym together, and I'm at work. They come back, and the timeline is he goes into the shower first because they say, we need to get showers. We're sweaty from the gym. He goes into the shower, does his thing, and then he gets out. Uh, my 
ex-fiance goes into the shower, showers. When she comes out, she's looking for a hairbrush and finds his phone in a basket pointed at the shower on record. So uh, I when I when you said that they got to the gym, they got home from the gym and they needed to take showers. I thought this was story this story was heading in a completely different direction nope. where I thought we Same. were about to meet the villain of this story. Um I mean, and yes and no. And we did. Just not the one we thought. We thought we were going to meet the the you know the adulterous temptress, but instead we meet uh Peeping James. <laughs> so what how what did she do when she saw his recording? Oh, she like froze in panic and like, you know, she got his phone and like like he she got it. She uh she put it on she eh, stopped the recording, looked at it, saw that he saw that the video included him setting it up in the basket. And then right before that was a picture of her butt from the previous night that she had no idea was taken. Um, Did she just walk around bare ass? No, no it, it wasn't a bare butt photo, but okay. it was like she was like laying in a certain way and her butt was up or something. Um, and it's a pretty accusatory tone for someone who – she just got violated. Quit victim-blaming producer Burke. So she uh, – yeah, so she's she's – sees that he's not only recorded other you know he that he was the one obviously recording the video there's no way that it could be a lie of no. i it, my phone happened it must have fallen or something um uh, what happens next does she confront him uh n- yes and no uh she it's funny she like gets dressed she hands she's deleted the stuff she's deleted all the evidence but she handed him his phone cuz he was going to work so he leaves for his job. I come home from mine and like go upstairs, and it's apparently like not very long after all this has happened. I find her, and like she basically she gives me the rundown, and she had taken a recording of the phone, so like she recorded finding the phone, so like she would have evidence. Did she delete the video and everything? Yeah, she deleted the stuff off of his. But after phone. she'd already recorded it on her phone. Like she she recorded the playing of the video on his phone on her phone. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, she well she essentially she before she even took it out of the basket she recorded the phone in the basket mm-hmm. and put and like recorded angles of like oh it's on record. Yeah. Uh, and so that happens. Obviously, like I don't really experience anger, but this is a lot. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for quick backstory, I've known this guy for 12 years. Okay, wait, hold on, though. So she gave him back his phone when he went – he he has to go to work. She gives him his phone. Yeah. She didn't say anything then? No. She did not say anything. Okay. So it's still in kind of shock of the situation. Yeah, absolutely. And then you said he goes to work. When do you get home after he leaves? Maybe 10 minutes. And how – okay, so he's just left, so – you get home, she tells you immediately. Yeah, and then we – my parents are home, and so we talk to them about the situation, and we're like, okay, what do we do? Uh, my mom is, of course, great friends with his mom, and, like, we kind of do a big thing of, like, okay, we're just kind of reveal- – we're dropping this uh, on them, like, talking to them about it. Um, the How big- did they respond or react? Uh, 
obviously he said he he's of course saying no of course i didn't do that like he's not going to you know just say oh i did that uh but his, did they tell him well we have video of you yeah we doing told that. him but he was saying like oh i was taking pictures of myself in the shower so that and i, I and i positioned it and left it on record right yeah that's kind of what where we lost track yeah and it didn't show up in the video and, part and it, it if you take where's the photos let me see your shower photos my friend and if you're taking shower photos wouldn't you 100% make sure that you have that goddamn phone when you leave that bathroom also it was on record it wasn't even on photo like yeah. he, he could just also he could just take a photo in the mirror not have to put it in the basket okay so he's a terrible liar and so does but does his family you his, know his family believes him Okay. Because, like, that's his family. Of course they're going to side with him. What about your family? My family, of course, sides with us. Okay. it's very unlikely that the situation would be that he was taking photos. So then what, is, what resolution did you guys come to? Uh, he immediately moved out. Uh, like, ah! By the end of the week, he was gone. Um, and honestly, I have not – I there was a point where I attempted to reach out to him a couple months ago. I just said, hey, you know, I – like I pretty much said, like I don't me messaging you isn't forgiving you for what happened, but I do miss you. You were my best friend of twelve years. Do you want to grab a lunch? Left me on red, and so I was like, that's pretty conclusive. Like that's there's yeah. no going back. Okay, so then what happens? Me and my ex fiance uh, take a mental nosedive. How so? Uh, she obviously has been violated. Right, mm-hmm. she's been violated of her privacy. She is very like she is less trust. Yep. Uh, she's like you know insecure because she's of, like yeah she's uh she's uh you know pop. What's the word? Skittish. I mean, she's suffering from trauma. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And then even though it wasn't you, you're still somehow tied to it. Not exactly. No? Um, yeah. it, she's not mad at me by any means. But she's just she just doesn't really trust anybody in this moment, um, and kind of is skirting away from people. I, on the other hand, have lost my best friend of twelve years, and so I get clingy. But mm. the problem is that I get clingy to my other friends a little more so. Not her. Her in some in some cases her, and when it was to her, it was a lot, and I admit probably too much. And when it wasn't her, it was none. And so I didn't really have a good middle ground. Wait, uh, what do you mean none? Like I would like – like sh- this is when you know things happen. She starts hanging out with uh, my cousin. Well, hold on. You said – because, okay, you said when I'm with – okay, when you're clingy, we're clingy with your other friends. Yeah. I have other friends. I'm not that much – I'm not no, that no, no. I'm just saying – no, what I mean is so when you get clingy with those other friends, you're now neglecting her. Right. Uh, or – or I get clingy with her, and it's too much. Gotcha. And, like, I'm putting so it's either all or nothing, and it's not yeah, good. Yeah, and it's not good. Uh, I start, like, failing classes my following semester. She's, you know, she's d- has other things going on. And, like, it really just starts to take a nosedive for both of us. Uh, miscommunication starts happening. And in May, we break up. Okay. Uh, and this is how long post-engagement? Post-engagement, about nine months. All right. And so you guys break up, and the engagement's off. Yeah. 
Um, did you decide you were going to remain friends, or were you decided to just go your separate ways? It was kind of a rough patch. Uh, mm-hmm. at, it was kind of like at first we were going to be close friends, and then after a while it was kind of like the stages of grief. Yeah, you can't do the close friends because right. imi- initially it's just no change from the relationship except for now. One, whomever, whomever is able to find somebody first is technically in the clear and has moved on, and the other person is, you know, just just hold just yeah. holding on to to it. Which I mean, and that's not even really the case. Um, no, that's but, just how a lot of breakups work. But yeah, a lot of my breakups, right? You know, mm-hmm. listen, Isaac, this is not about me. So you guys have a have a rough breakup, and did you ever think you were gonna see or talk to her again at that time? I thought it was definitely possible because I generally have a good relationship with my exes, mm-hmm. or at the very least, not like a negative one. It's neutral or better. What were the given reasons for you guys splitting up? I know now you can kind of look back and say yeah. circumstance and our, you know, things that happened. But what about in the moment? What were the reasons? I mean, even then, a lot of it was like circumstance, and it was a lot of both of us were no longer mentally able to handle a relationship. Mm. I think was the big like nail in it there were other things like miscommunications and stuff but that was the big like we can't handle a relationship anymore yeah and Uh, so what happens after you guys break up after we break up um so i was actually the first person to get in a new relationship (coughs) after the breakup and it didn't last long because shocker i'm still not mentally ready to be in a relationship Mm um and during that relationship, and even after, sh- uh, my ex-fiance and I tried to be friends and stuff, and we kind of had a falling out. Um, what, what what was the falling out about? A whole lot of personal other gotcha. drama. Okay, so um, falling out happens. What's next? Yeah. Um, no, you're not friends anymore. Right. In that moment, we are no longer friends. I realize that like i still want to be friends with her she's one of the she's one of the closest people i've ever had in my life the single closest person other than like my literal family Mm -hmm. and uh i admittedly first like with the personal drama without getting into it much i was at fault but i really wanted to be friends with her again um she was the single closest person in my life and so i had started doing doordash and I was doing really well on DoorDash. I was getting like a lot of high ticket, you know, rides and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, with this first week of DoorDash, I can easily make two hundred dollars. And she, despite us having the falling out and not being friends, she and I still communicated every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And one of the things she had talked about was like she's in a rough financial situation. So I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to take an entire week and I'm going to DoorDash as much as possible so that I can get her some money. Not just because, like, oh, it's a nice thing to do, but also, like, to show that I still care. And you're not in a relationship with anyone else at this point? No. Is she? Uh, No, she's not. Okay. So how how much did you make for the week to send her? Uh, so the goal that we had talked about was $200. And so I sent her $200 and I kept like, there was like a little extra from that. So it was like 19 that I think I also sent. Okay. Um, but it was a proclamation more than it was just the money. Okay. And luckily I am very glad to say, I'm sure she's listening. Hi, it worked. Um, 
and we started rebuilding our relationship as friends. Okay. So my cousin and fiance, my ex fiance, are hanging out, uh, and you know I've always been supportive of that, of course. Um, it was a couple months after we had broken up, um, and after I had gone through my other relationship, that uh, they start like it's realized that like she has feelings for him. Okay. And okay, you know we're not together. That's fine. So she tells you. Yeah. How did she tell you? Uh, we were having a conversation uh, kind of while I was door dashing. And, like, she tells me about, like, oh, I've, like, I've had feelings for your cousin. I said, okay, cool. All right. Um, you know, I've been supportive of that. Had your cousin mentioned anything to you about having feelings for her? No. Uh, and it was actually pretty clear that he did, he did not have feelings for anybody. Okay. Uh, he... For a long time, we thought he was going to have feelings for nobody ever. Not because, like, he doesn't feel attraction, but just because, like, oh, he's he's the most amenable person I've ever met. I mean, you can count the amount of foods he doesn't like on one hand. And same with people. Like, he's just nice guy. Okay. Um, so it's just, like, he's happy where he's at, no matter what. Okay. I don't know. That's a... Fucked up philosophy that you guys thought. He's so nice. He'll obviously be alone and miserable. <laughs> not not alone. No, no, no. <laughs> He's such a good guy. He'll never meet anyone. It's No, that's not the point. It's not that he won't meet anyone. It's that he is so satisfied with his life that he doesn't need to meet anyone. Okay. That so, was more the thought process. But apparently he did. Yeah, um, he did. Uh, so, yeah. So, okay. They, you're, they start hanging out. They... She ta- obviously this is something they had probably talked about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because okay, I was a little confused when you said he didn't have feelings for anyone. So you hear cousin didn't like your fiance, ex fiance? Uh, not in that way. No, of course they were friends, but no, he didn't have feelings for her. Okay, so she just developed the feelings on her own. Yeah, towards him. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then so what happened when you when how did your cousin find out? Uh, like she we, told him. We had all kind of talked about it. Uh, we all kind of talked about it together, and then, like, it was kind of revealed, like, okay, yeah, she has feelings for him. And he was like, that's very nice. I don't reciprocate the feelings. Okay. Until. <clears throat> so, uh, then we go to July. He, like, he and her still hanging out. Mm-hmm. I go to a uh, camp. I am a counselor at a theater camp. Okay. Uh a haunted theater camp? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, actually, yes. I do believe there were, like, in theory, there were some ghosts that haunt the campsite. How many of the kids have died there? How many? There have been no children that have died there. It is a very good camp. Uh, I don't imagine at that camp there's ghosts. I imagine there's ghosts. All right. Rut row, let's get back into this story. So you go away to camp. I go away to camp. And I am allowed to have my phone on me. How long are you supposed to be gone at camp? A week. Okay. And so this is in the middle of the summer, I'm assuming. Yeah. Middle okay. of the summer, I'm gone for a week. Um, and Wait, wait, wait. You're a counselor? Yeah. The hell do you mean you're allowed to have your phone on you? Yeah, you're goddamn right well, I no am. no one else I'm was. an adult and a counselor. 
You mean the kids? Yeah, the kids aren't allowed. <laughs> yeah, you're an adult, Isaac. Listen, it's when face it, you have to face adulthood. You weren't working, right? Yeah, it was my first sense of power. Okay. You know, so I felt good about it. So you got to have your phone. Uh, yeah. Boy, did you maybe pick the wrong week to have that phone. Right. Maybe it would have been better if you didn't have your phone, Isaac. So what happens while through that week? Uh, so I'm talking to my ex-fiance, and she's talking about how— Are you guys talking every day? We're talking most days. Most days. but You're going a week, Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> That's only seven. So, like, how many of those days did you talk? Probably about five. Okay, fair enough. So which day in the camp did she inform you that your cousin, who at one point had absolutely no interest, had now moved up to threat-level talking? Uh, that's a great way to describe it, I guess. Not a threat, but um, I would say probably it was like the second or third day. Okay. Um, and I was like, okay, that's interesting. Um, I get back from camp on the like on Saturday and I come home and I see my cousin like sitting on the love seat in the front room and he says hey can I talk to you and I say yeah what's up and he says I think I now have feelings for my ex-fiance and I was like oh for your ex-fiance yeah yeah I was like I think I have feelings for her and it's like oh okay that was fast that was a week but you know, I'm not mad, just surprised. So a week after he found out from her that she had feelings for him, he went from, I'm sorry, madam, I have absolutely no interest in that at all, to maybe. It, okay. Maybe she, I'm not so content with my wife. Yeah. She uh, <laughs> she had told him a wa- like a while before that. It was a while before I left that they talked. About her having feelings. So what what changed? Did he ever tell you? Uh, it just kind of happened. Like it, as you said, it was it pretty much just kind of clicked. Something clicked, and okay. it's like, oh, no, I do have feelings. Okay. Because uh, right now, every this all sounds very mature. It sounds oh, very, you know, it is a very mature experience. So so your cousin and her inform you that they have feelings for each other. Yep. And what happens next? So what happens next is originally they say uh, we're not going to date yet because we like we want to take some time to like feel it out and make sure that we are both ready for a relationship. Okay. What happens the following day, however, is the Greenwood Park Mall shooting mm. where my ex-fiance worked. Okay, worked. Woo! Yeah. I thought you were gonna say she was the shooter. Nope. Uh, that, nope. That guy's dead. So, <laughs> where? Okay. So, what happened? How close was she to the active shooter? Relatively close. Like, not personally, but like in terms of distance. Wait. What? Yeah. Like, how far away in distance? Not like, not like how well did they know each other, and how you know how many times did they stay up late texting? Your response was Isaac. Fine. Yeah. What, what, how close was she in physical proximity to the active shooter? Not a bad thing um, to clarify that she wasn't yeah. the shooter's friend. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I think it's good to clarify in that way. How um, close was she, Isaac? Okay, uh, he was in the food court. She was at guest services, pretty much in the center. So, 
not too far, but not. Thankfully, all like, of our audience has a map of the Greenwood Park Mall <laughs> in their head, so they know. Oh, guest services, of course, by the food court. So he's obviously <laughs> just inches away, or maybe a mile. <laughs> Who knows? I've never been to this mall, Isaac. So he was he was within. Uh, if you a saw someone shooting a gun, fucking shit, my life could be at jeopardy. It's uh, not a. Yeah. Here's a gunshots I hear, or you know, in the background, it is a she sees him. Um, he's essentially, it's a long enough distance to where she wasn't in firing range, but a close enough distance to where she it could wouldn't be. be long. Yeah, like it, when when he starts to, uh, to move towards. So, what what happened? Was your cousin there as well? No, he was not there, but she was. Okay, and so she like gets out of there. And they like she runs to him essentially, and they have a heart to heart of life is short, you know, people just got shot, life is short, and they start dating then and there, okay, uh, rather than waiting. Um, I well, I wonder though, because for your cousin, he didn't have this life changing experience, nope, or he almost lost her, not really. Almost lost her is you got to show up because the paramedics are holding her in an ambulance from, you know, trauma of she he, they shot the person next to me. Uh, I don't feel like it's just that same type of feel. Right. There's no way you can oh. compare, at least. I mean, it was still it was one of the most traumatizing experiences of her life. No, I'm talking about for your cousin. Oh, I mean, how traumatizing was it for him? To know someone who was there. I don't think it's even close. Oh, I don't think it's nearly as close as being there, but it definitely had an impact. There was definitely an impact. Okay, well, see, because I just – I didn't know. I don't know if, like, if I was dating somebody that happened to, I don't know if it would make me necessarily closer to them because I'd be like, oh, I'm glad you think life is short now, but I still haven't – I didn't almost get shot, so life still feels really long to me. Yeah, well, yeah. other people in the world, you know, care about each other more, like – we shouldn't be basing this just on your level of feeling, right? It's well, it's not subjective comedy with other people now, is it? It's subjective comedy with Brad motherfucking Scott. So Isaac, <laughs> they have now, uh, you know, they've like the end of the movie Speed. They've shared this exhilarating experience, realized how precious time they might have left, and now are fully passionately involved. Yeah. Okay. And so what happens next? Um, I mean, that's kind of mostly the end of the story other than, like, it was the next night where my ex-fiance, like, texted me while I was hanging out with someone and says, hey, I thought I should let you know your cousin and I started dating last night and explains what I just explained to you. Wait, what happened? Like, the following day – after the shooting. After the shooting. Okay. Is when she decided to text me and essentially tell me what I just told you. Got you. And how did you respond to that? I responded, again, surprised, but not – obviously, like, I'm okay with the situation. I imagine – I don't know about obviously. Like, I imagine shrug emoji. Like, I imagine you respond with shrug emoji when she tells you all that. It's not – yeah, it wasn't really a shrug emoji. It was – it was really more of like, oh, okay. So then I guess cool. where are you at with like this whole like where where are you all where are the three of you now with it? How long ago was this? So this was, it would be like 
six, seven months ago. Okay. And so where are you guys, like, where are we now? Um, are you all three still friends? Yes. Absolutely. See each other regularly. They are currently staying back at the house. <laughs> oh, <with me>. no, <laughs> where it all began! <laughs> they are both currently staying at the house. Who else is there? Uh, my parents. The foreign exchange dude that's living with your family? Is it about time for them to, to start dating your fiance? Yes. Uh, Fez is going to start <laughs> dating my uncle. Oh, no, I loved where you went. I hated that you used the only foreign exchange student name you could think of, which is from that 70s show. Well, yeah, he was the foreign exchange student of the show. Question for you. Yeah, absolutely. If you didn't think this episode was funny, what? What? Comedy is subjective. 